0: listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet, www.3cr.org.au.
1: Well, good morning for me. Hello, everyone, whether it's morning or afternoon or indeed evening. Hello to all of those. Let's say good day, good day from left after breakfast. Susanna here with you again, and I'll be joined, of course, by the usual suspects the 3CR resident historian, the BL from the bush, and we will do our utmost to track down the bag man, the oh-so-elusive bag man. Last week he was tied up with legal proceedings about possession of a treehouse somewhere in Coburg. But I'm hoping this week... We're all hoping that he'll be free and able to broadcast from the treetops again. What's happened this week? Listener, we have lost a very good friend and comrade, Bob Mancour, and we'll speak about him a little later on. In the meantime, our Prime Minister, Smirko Morrison himself, has been talking about a new deal for our response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And he outlined a roadmap for us. He outlined a roadmap for our pathway to the journey to our passage that will take us hopefully to the finish line. Well, he said, we now have a map to get us to the four-stage horizon pathway. He was very careful to point out he doesn't actually hold the map. He doesn't hold a map. And what he said was, while we don't know how long it will take to get there or how we will get there or where we will get to when we get there or why we're going or when we'll leave or who will be coming with us, Australians should feel reassured knowing that after 17 months, we now have a clear course towards the highway horizon outcome. I won't be taking any questions. Thank you. This new approach will begin at some point in the future and has already started. It is subject to change.
2: Uh, good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left.
1: Crikey, that was the bag man himself. But I'm afraid that was just a little gremlin or pixie no, no, something pleasant in the works there-a brownie, a little Scottish brownie in the works that managed to throw in that message from the bagman for us. But it's so good to hear his voice. And before I go on much longer, listener, I would like to start with, as I so often do here on left after breakfast, with that rousing rendition of Bella Chow. Things are a little difficult for Morrison right now, and they should be. He's finding it very difficult to worm his way around a firestorm of allegations. Allegations that not only is his government rife with toxicity, but that he himself is the culprit. Yes, he himself. Since the beginning of this year, smirko has been well shall we say losing his way with women just look at what he's done the way he handled a litany of allegations and social protests how he handled brittany higgins explosive story of rape inside parliament house well his handling of all that was just saying the word inadequate is being kind then when he moved on to protect then-Attorney General Christian Porter for from, from an historic allegation of rape. And then he tried to silence all those women on a mission to march for justice, standing outside his door. And he just said, you know, they're lucky they're not being shot. Well, wow. Well, that's our Prime Minister for you. Now, some new allegations against the PM have surfaced. Former Liberal MP Julia Banks has released a book which she calls Power Play and she recounts a government in disarray since the ousting of Malcolm Turncoat. Oh sorry Trumbull, sorry Turnbull, Malcolm Turnbull. She details events that convey a backwards era, something like a 1980s boys club in which women like herself are routinely subjected to bullying undermining and sexual harassment she said it was very much like it was stepping back in time i had worked my entire life in pretty much blokey cultures male-dominated cultures in both the legal and the corporate sector and i had seen a transformational change over the years in the corporate world but then when i entered politics it really felt like I went straight back to the early 1980s. It was extraordinary, she said. She labelled Morrison as a ringleader. She paints the picture of a man hell-bent on changing the narrative rather than changing the culture. His sole drive is to retain power, not purpose. She said it was the first three months of Morrison's leadership that was definitely the most gut-wrenching, distressing period of my entire career having previously navigated countless male-dominated spaces banks was shocked by the gender imbalance of power in australia's parliament now get this one listener she reflects on an incident in which a senior male cabinet minister sexually violated her at a public event running his hand down her inner thigh surrounded by witnesses Banks says i know worse things have happened to other women in the workplace but what disturbed me at that was here i was a 50 something corporate lawyer a member of parliament and that move was made at me an outstoundingly an astoundingly brazen act morrison denied having known about the incident and unsurprisingly, he rejects Banks' other accusations of coercion and, in, and intimidation tactics. Well, there's a lot of evidence that shows that many other Australian women feel the same way. According to exclusive survey results for the AGE and the SMH, women's primary vote for the government has fallen from 41% to 37% since the last election, well, I don't think that's enough. I really don't think that's enough. Why are 37% of women in this country supporting this bloody government? It's a mystery to me. But still, that fall in support is a considerable threat to the Prime Minister. And he has to, somehow, inexplicably, regain some more women to support him before an election. How he's going to do that, I just don't know i really have no idea
0: you're listening to 3CR community radio Melbourne's voice of dissent 3CR community radio 855 on the am dial streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3cr digital in
3: melbourne
1: we'll be talking to the 3cr resident historian soon but before i get on to glenn I want to cheer myself up with a nice, bright bit of music. And I've gone for Guantanamera. Wahira, Guantanamera.
4: Wang One-
5: i
1: beauty I've hooked up with Glenn, the 3CR resident historian, and he's going to tell us about Black Lives Matter.
6: 2020 wasn't a great year for humanity. Pandemics, other issues confronted us around the world. But one great example of solidarity, of struggle, was the Black Lives Movement Matters in America. Black Lives Matters was a, a member to challenge the ingrained racism so inherent in American society. And um, I'm looking at the sporting field as how people challenge this, this embedded racism. And um, we've seen great names in the sporting field in America over the years. Anthony Gibson, Muhammad Ali, Jesse, J- Jesse, Adams, Jesse, J- Jesse Adams, and Jesse James, all stood up against racism over time. But um, with the Black Lives Matter, we saw a new new challenge, a new chapter in the campaign. And um, we saw the National Basketball Association, the National Basketball Players Association, Boycott matches against racism. The Los Angeles Lakers spoke about booking the whole season. Uh, it was seen in the gridiron strikes, actions, people like um, Sam Francisco 49ers, Colin Kaepernick's knee protests, and the slogan Black Lives Matter has adorned playing across the U.S. And it wasn't just recently black sportsmen in the U.S. have challenged racism. I mentioned Ali Gibson, Jesse James, Let's get back to the early 1960s where um, in the 1961 basketball season in Lexington, Kentucky, the Boston Celtics went down there to play a game and the black members of the team refused to res- service in a restaurant. So they boycotted the game. This is 1961. This is when the Phil Rocks movement was very young. You know, this is after Rosa Parks with four Martin Luther King and the black opponents in the other side, St. Louis Hawks, refused to play. Unfortunately, the white players on both sides hadn't played. So the Celtics played the Hawks, but only the white players. And one of the key players who went on strike was a chap called Bill Russell. He'd become a long-term activist who supported the campaign for civil rights. even today, he's still involved in campaigns against racism. And it's not just there. In the eye, in we know in 1955, there was an all-star match played in New Orleans at the Tulane Stadium. And all guys said there'd be no racial in New Orleans. It was all above board. But when 21 black players were up in New Orleans, they met hostility, refused service, refused taxi rides, hotels, restaurants, refused to serve them. And this caused outrage. So again, AFL stars, Jack Kemp, Ron Nix got the cause. And the players basically said, you know, we're a racist business in New Orleans, we won't play after the outrage of the, the racial abuse as they arrived in New Orleans. The players said, OK, we've got more abuse, we we'll are going on strike. We won't play the All-Star Game in New Orleans. And they didn't play. They got some sort of compromise where they moved the ground, moved the game from New Orleans to Houston, but a far smaller crowd attended. And uh, this is another example of charging racism in the sporting arena in the US. In the 1970s, there's a mob called the Syracuse 8 from Syracuse University football team. And they decided to challenge racism in the university football circuits, you know. Um, there's chaps like Ernie Davis, Jim Brown. Um, they made a better medical care for black Americans, stronger academic support for student athletes, and find black coaches, not like black assistant coaches. A whole team of black players are just white coaches. And um, they took action in 1970 with the Syracuse 8. And a black assistant coach was employed. It was actually games made, but the university took a position. They wouldn't pick the players. They said, Okay, your protest, we're not gonna pick you. So the Syracuse eight were denied a game at the university for that season and the following season. Following two thousand six, the Syracuse University gave a group of medals middles recognising the skills of footballers. So be the Syracuse eight, beat the, the basketballers in Lexington, Kentucky, but for the Force All Star Game New Orleans, racism in America and sportsmen have a long link of China's, this oppression, this injustice, so inherent in society. And it's not just America, look at Australia. We Adam Goods, one of the great in the Australian game, booed, booed out of the game by racist bigots in the crowd. Other indigenous players, Robbie Mueller, for example, has copped ongoing racism in his career. You know, I was as a kid. White Australia has a black history. So whether it's, the, uh, whether it's Afro-Americans, whether it's Indigenous Australians, rivers in the world is racism and it's oppression, it needs to be called out. And as I said to you, twenty twenty wasn't a great year for humanity. The pandemic and perhaps the misfortunes of fellas. But one great thing happened in 2020 on resistance, a fine impression of the Black Lives Matter. So I say I support not just myself, all thinking people, that Black Lives Matter. Let's tackle racism in all its forms, but in the US or in Australia. And you'll hear more about Black Lives Matter and Progressive Causes here on 3CR. I McGlenn, Glen. I don't know who's on a Duffy show and left at the breakfast, and I'll say as my forebears would say, Chakula. <laughs>
2: Good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left.
0: You're listening to 3CR, 855 AM, on digital and on the internet, www.3cr.org.au.
1: As I said earlier, we have just lost a good man, Bob Mancor, unionist, musician, good man and gentleman. The BL
7: from the bush will say more about Bob. Yeah, good morning, comrade. Good morning, listener. It's the BL from the bush calling in. And uh, calling in today with uh, some sad news for our uh, listeners is the um, passing of a, our old mate, Bobby Mancour, the um, staunch builder's labourer, unionist, activist, Bob has been around the traps for longer than me. Or well, I first met Bob back in the middle 70s and working as a labourer around the traps. He was, as I said, he was a staunch builder's labourer. He uh, he was always there for the for the count. He was always there when it uh, when it mattered. He was always willing to uh, to have a crack at what was going on at the time. Now, as I said, I first met Bob back in the uh, middle 70s. Now. I just come up from the bush and started on the job there in the in the city, five hundred Burke Street, and uh, we'd been on the job there for, for two or three days, I think it was. And the organizer turned up and said, "There's a there's a demonstration on." I just can't think for the moment what the demo was about. We called for call for support for the demo, and uh, the job voted, and away we went, down to join the join the demo. Uh, getting down there, and I see this enormous man. He, geez, he was a big bloke, carrying a Eureka flag in his demo. I thought, oh, you have a look at this bloke. Anyway, later on down the track, I got to know Bob. He was always a wealth of information for you, and uh, was always willing to share a story with you. At a lot of times, Bob would his mind or his thoughts would go back to his uh, his home in country of South Africa, the horrors and what he'd seen under the the apartheid system there, and that'd stay with Bob for a long, long time, or to right up until the end. I would imagine. How that's I think was the driving force behind Bob's humanitarianism. His his staunchness in not seeing people oppressed, stood over, used, abused, or anything like that. Bob would just couldn't couldn't handle that, and he would do his best to um, to rectify that fault. He was always a champion of the of the underdog. You could sort of over the over the journey, you'd be going to picket lines or job site or wherever there was a struggle, and Bob would be there or had been there or whatever, and I know that because. Uh, There'd be some music getting played somewhere along the line, there'd be a few in a picket line, there'd be someone have an old tape deck or whatever, and they'd be playing out the songs of Woody Guthrie, or all union songs, and I'd say, oh yeah, that's, how would you get them And said, oh yeah, Mancore's been, we dropped some, dropped some songs off for us, and the caravan would be there with the thing, with the music pumping out, in shot into the boss's face over the fence, or wherever it would be, or back into the, back to, uh, to help the workers um, find out what the struggles the previous years were all about, but yeah, but Bob had been there and um, put his two Bobs worth in there, excuse the pun. And speaking of that, he um, he was in his own right a bit of a singer-songwriter, Bob. He um, didn't mind putting a bit of pen to paper and, and having a bit of a go at it. He uh, he was always, um, he always used to come to the Builders' Labourers uh, stalwarts uh, gathering. We used to have, we used to have once a year, Bob would trip up from Geelong and Join us there, guitar in hand, and halfway through the day, uh, everyone's feeling pretty good, and everyone's a singer, everyone's a rock star, everyone's everything else, and uh, Bob would get the uh, Bob would get the guitar out, and he'd start strumming away, and away we'd go. We'd break into song. It always led off with the Builders' Labour song, uh, which I think... I can, I will be st- stand to be corrected on this, but I think the original song it was penned by an Irishman back in the early seventies. Bob's wife, Audrey, was part of the uh, backing vocals or the part of the female voice of, on that uh, track. So I said, I'm sure that's how I remembered it, but I could be mistaken. It wouldn't be the first, and won't be the last. So, so the man called stamps very well and truly in the uh, in the Builders Labourers Federation. Now, there's one one song that. Bob Penn that I know one of the verses of, well, I think I know the verses of it, but it's about an old builder's labourer grabbing his last breaths on his, on his, sort of on his deathbed. And the first sort of song paragraphs goes like this, and I ain't singing it, so I'll just... An old builder's labourer lay dying, lay on his side and lifted his head and said, Wrap me up in my overalls and scaffold belt, Bury me deep down below. Away from the coppers and bosses, in the shade where the fabcos don't grow. That was uh, one verse of quite a many, which I can't remember for some strange reason, comrades. <laughs> Might have had something to do with the uh, the day's activities. But anyway, that's some bit of just a very sh- small portion of Bob's some of Bob's work. As I said there was never a dull moment when when he had the guitar out, he'd be singing away, and it just completely made the day. But his uh, his contribution to to the to the industry was renowned. But it just didn't start and stop there, as we used to say. Uh, it just didn't start and stop at the no ticket, no start sign on the gate. It was all, you know he he, he would have would ever go in the community as well if he knew that there was a sweatshop down the road. Uh, unskilled and uh, migrant workers were getting good and stood over or abused or whatever, Bob would be there or make sure that some someone knew about it. Uh, the same would go to the branch meetings and that, that Bob would take to his feet and say, well, look, this this and that is happening here. These people need our support. And he Bob would move motions or Bob would make sure that that his voice was heard and also the voice of the um, the Builders' Labor Federation was heard. Uh, seemed to be doing something to help others it just wasn't in one particular area that he shone quite a few so yeah, as i said i've I'd known bob for for over the journey over the years and he sort of he'd never changed he always he or he was always thinking about someone doing a lot worse than what he was or or trying to help help give someone a bit of a lift up that was was that was his legacy and and his family and the rest of us were very proud proud of uh what he's achieved and what he did. Um, He will be sorely missed, that's for sure. That's probably about it for me today, uh, listener. I hope we can get the Builders' Labor song on just to finish off uh, our tribute to Bob. But if we can and we can't, we'll we'll see how we go. But anyway, I'll uh, sign off the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning for Left After Breakfast.
2: we hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete forests to back our log of claims So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud
0: You're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet www.3cr.org.au
1: You are indeed listening to 3CR and we've just been hearing from the BL from the bush as he spoke some words for Bob Mancor. I've got some terrific stories of Bob, what a great fellow he was and I'm glad that I managed to dig up the B.L.F. song, golly, I heard that years years ago, the first time on 3CR, oh, back in '81, '82, I suppose. But anyhow, I'd also like to play a bit of music for the B.L. from the bush, a union song dedicated to Bob Mancor and to the B.L. of the bush, and indeed to the bagman, good union men. And don't forget, of course, dear listener, the time when the bagman's own song, his version of You Can't Get Me, I'm Part of the Union, was actually top of the hit parade for 11 months running. The public radio hit parade, that is, the only one that matters. But anyhow, here's a good union song for those boys.
5: take the bread from off my plate, but you can't break me. Lock me out, chain the gates, put black shirts in with dogs and mace, I'll hold the line, won't step away, cause you can't break me. I belong, you belong, we belong to the union. Don't count me out when I'm on the floor, we'll win again, we've won the the streets will ring with a mighty roar Cause you can't break me Stocks rise up on workers' backs Profits soar while you hand out the sack Boardroom bullies bloated and fat But you can't break me Australia's sold to mates offshore Backroom deals and shonky lore. This day has come, we say no more You can't break me I belong, you belong belong to the Union. I belong, you belong, we belong
4: to the Union.
5: We won't turn away if you dare us to fight. I swear I'll never lay down and die. From women and men united as one, cause you can't break me. There's a warning here to the men in grey, the pipers come, it's time to pay. We're taking back what you stole away, cause you can't break me. I belong, you belong, we belong to the union. I belong, you belong.
1: And of course, we all do, don't we? Dear listener, I'd like to thank you all again for your support that you gave to 3CR on our very recent Radiothon. It's really, really good of you, I mean that. I know it hasn't been easy. Oh, God, it hasn't been easy for a while, has it? But since we've had this pandemic on us, Times have just got that little bit harder, very much harder. So I thank you again for your pledges towards keeping the radio station operating for another year. You've been doing that for us right from the very, very beginning, since 1976. And I thank you again. Now, I've just had a bit of breaking news here about the Bagman, the oh so elusive Bagman. He is more elusive than ever no we're having problem now with the tree house the issue of tenancy of the tree house has been solved they're now sitting down signing some papers or whatever but I I'm not sure they'll be in time for the bagman to get on the radar dish and hit the tom-tom drums or oh, Carruthers
8: Come on,
0: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's voice of dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne.
3: I was born on a Dublin
9: street where the lyre drums did beat, the loving English feet. the walk single night, for when me da would come home tight, he'd invite the neighbours out with his chorus. Come on, shake leg and tans, come out and fight me like a man, show you white, how you want riddles down with Flanders. Hello, out the IRA major, round, like, hell away, from the green and lovely lanes of Hill of Chandra. Come, um, let us hear you tell How you slandered, great Parnell When you taught him well and truly persecuted What are the sneers and jeers that you loudly let us hear When our leaders of sixteen were executed? But your black and go out and fight me like a man Show your white how you want medals down in Flanders Rain, made you run like hell away from the green and lovely lanes of Kilichandra. Come tell us how you slew them all Arabs two by two. Like the Zulus, they had spears of and arrows. Oh, bravely you faced one with your sixteen pounds ago And you frightened them damn natives to the marrow. Come out your like and and fight me like a man show you I tell you and let us down at Flanders the IRA run like hell away from the green and lovely lanes of Chandra the time is coming fast and I think this day is near when he's shown him he's traitor he will run before us and if you need well our kids will say godspeed with a verse up to of two, singing this fine chorus come out shipple black and sons come out and fight me like a man show your wife, are you why how you won little stout
8: flounders tell her
9: how the ira made your own like hell away from the green and lovely lanes up in the come out shipple black and sons be like the man. Show you why. How you a medalist, of Flanders? Tell her how the IRA made your run like hell from the green and lovely lanes up
4: Gilshandrun.
10: ends at an end, so my promise I'll fulfil To sing a song the union to defend Though I must admit the fact that they showed a want of tact But the error made is one that they commend So stick to one another, steadfast as a brother And never lose an inch that we have gained for we know the right is right, so we'll boldly stand and fight till the object of our struggle is attained. Old Asap wrote a fable how the strong man was unable to break the bundle sticks across his knees. But when he cut the cord, he broke them easily because he broke the bond, the bond of unity. So stick to one another Steadfast as a brother And never lose an inch That we have gained For we know that right is right So we we'll boldly stand and fight Till the object of our struggle Is obtained That the shearers played their part With manly honest heart Is evident to any man With brains But when they went to law, little justice there they saw But imprisonment or confiscated claims So stick to one another, as steadfast as a brother And never lose an inch that we have gained For we know that right is right, so we'll boldly stand and fight Till the object of our struggle is attained The squatters can't deny, no matter how they try, that avarice overruled their better sense. And they never would have stopped till the price of shearing dropped, down as low as 10 or 15 bob percent. So stick to one another, steadfast as a brother, and never lose an inch that we have gained. For we know that right is right, so we'll boldly stand and fight Till the object of our struggle is obtained Then it's not all surprising, with the price of rations rising That the shearer's time has come to make a stand Now we've shown the bold example, the employers cannot trample The right to freedom that we cherish in this land so stick to one another, as steadfast as a brother, and never lose an inch that we have gained. For we know that right is right, so we'll boldly stand and fight, till the object of our struggle is obtained. So we'll give a hearty cheer And hope the coming year Every man will give support with heart and hand And with the plucky spirit Wealth to the world will prove it The foundation of the union's not on sand So stick to one another Step us as a brother And never lose an inch that we have gained For we know that right is right So we'll boldly stand and fight Till the object
11: of our struggle is of time. You will eat by and by in that glorious land above the sky. Work and pray, live on hay. You'll get high in the sky when you die. That's a lie. Long-haired creatures come out every night Try to tell you what's wrong and what's right But when asked about something to eat They will answer with voices so sweet You will eat by and by In that glorious land above the While they sing and they clap and they pray, till they get all your coin on the drum, then they'll tell you that you're on the... Sinner and the bad man, they tell. When you die, you will surely go to hell. Working men of all countries unite. Side by side, we for freedom will fight. When this world and its wealth we have gained, to the grafters we'll sing this refrain. You will eat admire when you've learned how to cook and to fry. Chop some wood twill do you go, and you'll eat in the sweet by and
0: by. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet, www.3cr.org.au.
12: Remember in the old days how we sucked up to the palms We stood and sang their anthem like a pack of Uncle Toms And they bought our beef and wool So we let them test their bombs In the heartland of Australia where the black nation wrong was nothing in the papers but what was being done If Robert Menzies knew by Christ he wasn't letting on But he loved his flaming knighthood, that great Australian son Much more than he loved the land where the pigeons had a run out on the plains of Marlinga What happened there was a bloody disgrace Out on the plains of Marlinga There was total disregard for the black Australian race no one asked local people if they thought it was okay If you haven't got a job mate, you haven't got a say Oh and if we lost a few, they were only in the way If they'd been white then bet your backside that'd be holy shit today Out on the plains of Maralinga, what happened there was a bloody disgrace. Out on the plains of Maralinga, was total disregard for the black Australian race. Fateful out was harmless. They knew that was a lie, but it never slowed them up. And there was people camped close by who tell a story how they saw a big flash in the sky. Then they all got sick and one by one began to slowly die. Out on the Plains of Maralinga. What happened there was a bloody disgrace. Out on the plains of Maralinga was total disregard for the Black Australian race. A sunset on the empire then he never thought it would. And now your Uncle Sam controls the neighborhood In the name of peace and justice He swears he's Robin Hood But in Chile and El Salvador The truth is understood He's got bureaucrats and technocrats Diplomats and spies Working for the Pentagon that it's bloody nose and eyes But you only feel this Until you realize When the workers of the world unite what twice the bloody size out on the plains of Maralinga, what happened there was a bloody disgrace. Out on the plains of Maralinga, was total disregard for the black Australian race. Out on the plains of Marlinga, what happened there was a bloody disgrace. Out on the plains of Marlinga, was total disregard for the whole human race.